Hello, I'm Somi Aryan. I'm the founder of Fempeak, a Web3 education platform where we prepare you to participate in the ownership economy and the next generation of the internet. We are led by women and inclusive to everyone ready to shape the new emerging world order driven by technology. Although we have recently shifted so much of our focus to Web3, we continue to cover other important topics around self-empowerment, career development, and entrepreneurship. One of the most impressive entrepreneurs that we recently featured on the platform is Anya Lesner. She has a fascinating journey as a health enthusiast, inventor, and innovator. For the past few years, Anya has dedicated her life to creating vegan cheese, and now their company has just closed their Series A investment round. I really enjoyed this conversation with Anya, where we discuss entrepreneurship with a little bit of cheese thrown in the mix. Now, without further ado, let's get right into the conversation with Anya Lesner. Before we start, I also want to tell you about Athletic Greens, our sponsor for today's show. I started taking their AG1 daily supplement because I work 14 to 15 hours a day and I need a way to stay at my peak performance. Now, I've been taking it for several weeks and I'm loving it. I definitely feel more mentally alert. And honestly, it's no wonder that Athletic Greens has over 7,000 five-star reviews. I wanted to share this with you because I'm genuinely loving it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash SOMI. Again, that is athleticgreens slash SOMI to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. The thing I'm finding is that women seem to be their own enemy in terms of being um, bringing more women into technology, helping them build businesses. You know, um, you know, when people ask me, what's, what's your biggest challenge? Uh, they often uh, expect me to say, you know, raising investment, for example, or, you know, like um, being able to, yeah, the, the things that people usually would think like as the typical, you know, like maybe men not being supportive or things like that. Yeah. But actually, no, I find that the hardest thing is uh, actually getting women interested in mm-hmm. technology, finance, you know, even yeah. like crypto, as we we're talking about, you know, the, um, the percentage of people who are interested in it mm-hmm. is very low. And um, I think the biggest challenge is actually getting women interested in it I think once they become interested it's a huge um you know shift that we're going to see but um because it's a numbers game right so to get more people into it you know that this is one of the things that I find um you know most challenging so I just was wondering whether you had any observation or thoughts on that now, it's really interesting. Um, so I am in the food industry, and I think the food industry is probably one of the few industry where women often are dominating in also in higher mm-hmm. positions. Mm-hmm. Uh, so when you look at the educations that we have, at least here in Sweden, and you also look at the different position that, uh, you know, at different companies, you can see that women are tend to be outnumbering the men mm-hmm. and that's also very interesting it kind of goes hand in hand because my background is within biotechnology and then I chose food science as my speciality 
but again, food is maybe more a feminine subject. Whereas if you're going to look at my, you know, the, the people I interacted with at university, mm. um, those that were studying the computer science, they were like 99% men. Mm-hmm. So there is this kind of yes, preset division that I honestly, I think it's very interesting and I wish I had a divine answer for you. I really don't. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how much it is society that kind of puts us in different categories from when we are kids where we have different colors on our clothing. And you can also see like when there are t-shirts that have text on it, it would often be like that is little girl or princess or something like that. But for, for boys, it's like Superman or <laughs> I'm going to be a CEO. So it's, it starts very, very early on that we, we all like in the society just categorize male and female differently and kind of just, I don't know, subconsciously just kind of push it into different directions. Then yeah. I do believe that we have you know, we, we, we are, we tend to be engaged perhaps in different things. And I find it very interesting trying to figure out how much is nature and how much is nurture. Mm-hmm. And I really don't have a good answer for you. Uh, I have seen now living in Stockholm that females in the tech, tomorrow is the International uh, yeah. Women's Day. Yes, As we are recording. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we are recording exactly. So today, the 7th of March. So tomorrow, I'm meeting up with female entrepreneurs here in Stockholm. And there, I think about 90% of these females in this network that I'm a part of are in the tech industry mm-hmm. or in finance. So they're okay. like, 90% where 80 is in tech and, and like 10 in finance and the rest is in different kind of recruitment, uh, you know, setups mm-hmm. and companies. So, so that's what I've been tracking. So here in Stockholm, it feels like the, the female representation in the tech industry, it's much larger than, for example, in Malmo, where I used to be, where it was very far and few in between so it's geographical I think it's also is depending on which country you live in and there's so many different aspects that come into play and I think what's it's really interesting if you could identify it a little bit more yeah. in depth because then you could also counteract it then you can also you know and I think you have shown I, 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 I'm not you know this is not my ex- expertise but I do remember that I read about different kind of surveys they've done when they have promoted different kind of educations that are typically male dominated where they have then inclined more towards the females and they also saw you know the increase in females applying for those educations and so there's a lot of things you can do and I also think you know a strong female coming to university or even coming to you know schools of a lower degree as well Mm -hmm. talking about what can you achieve as a female what can you do as a woman in this industry and kind of break these unset unspoken boundaries that we have yeah I would love to hear your take as well because I'm sure you have you always have brilliant ideas about how things are connected oh thank you um you know what um that's interesting so when we started Fempeak the exact first question that we asked was exactly whether that's if a nature or nurture thing you Mm -hmm. know and we were trying to find that out and uh, we ran uh, these think tank, you know, sessions, a think tank for women in business technology. And we found that it came down to six reasons why women were not, oh, yeah. uh, you know, and the six reasons were a shortfall in confidence, uh, 
tech skills, mm. financial literacy, uh, entrepreneurship skills, um, and women's health issues mm. and family and relationship support. So women's health issues part was like, you know, everything that affects a woman's life from, yeah. uh, you know, PMS to childbirth yeah. to menopause, you know, all sorts of things. Um, and uh, then it was uh, obviously, you know, the childbirth is a very big one. And then mm. tied into that was family and relationship. And mm. uh, we found that, um, and, and of course, then confidence was a big piece. Um, and what we found was that, um, so this is actually really interesting because it's quite counterintuitive what, what mm. happened because what we discovered when we put it into action, it didn't work. And, and I will explain why. So, so the number one thing that seemed to come up was family. You know, mm. it was one of the reasons why, uh, you know, women started, well, they, they went into certain positions and then yeah. by the time they were about to, you know, uh, get promoted or build, or if they had a business, if by the time they were about to, you know, think about maybe raising investment and going to the next level, they would go and have children and then that they would slow down. Exactly. And, and then by the time they got back, uh, things had moved on and then they had mm -hmm. a difficult time catching up. Yeah. And as the speed of technology is, uh, you know, development of technology is increasing, this kept happening over and over and uh, they fell behind. So, uh, so I thought that, okay, this is interesting, but, you know, and then women's health issues was also something that kind of was quite tied into that. Hmm. Um, and then that had a knock-on effect on their um, confidence. And, uh, and then it went into this vicious cycle. And then as a result of that, they fell behind in terms of financial literacy and tech skills and entrepreneurship skills, leadership skills. So it all sort of was playing into each other. So when we uh, started the platform, we thought, okay, we are going to put on sessions to discuss these things and mm -hmm. help women overcome these challenges. It didn't work. Oh, because, Yeah, it didn't work because women actually like when we put on sessions about family and relationship stuff they didn't want to engage it was like mm. the least interesting you know to them mm. and it's probably because probably because there's so much conversation about these things and like and most people are like you know family and relationship is such a personal thing and same with health such a personal yeah. thing nobody can yeah. say to you you know if you are in a specific kind of relationship you know, if you have children, like nobody can tell you exactly what to do because they're not in your shoes. You know, like I really get yeah. angry when people tell me, just take a break. You know, you work too hard. <laughs> I'm like, you're not in my shoes. You don't know exactly like, what I'm dealing yeah. with, right? Like, yeah, totally. I have clients, I have things that, you know, needs to be done. I have, you know, things that need to be launched at certain times, I have milestones. And then suddenly somebody gets ill and they, you know, they um, uh, are not here for two weeks. And then somebody has to, you know, uh, put things together. It's a startup, you know, it's like, really, you can't tell me how to run my business or, you know, or just take mm. a rest. Right. So, mm. so I would, I would imagine it's even worse in terms of uh, relationships, you know, nobody can tell you, mm. 
what's the right relationship you know what's the way uh, what's the right way to do things so that you can for example the whole thing about um work-life balance like work-life balance is such a uh specific thing right which means mm. something different to everybody right you can't mm. really tell anybody there's no formula so we stopped doing that uh and 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 then i was like okay so let's look at the other areas so same thing with women's health it was like everything to do yeah. with uh, health and well-being is so oversaturated people have heard so much about it it's just mm. not really you know not really capturing yes mm. So we dropped that one as well. Mm. Um, and then we were left with four other areas. So, so then let's look at confidence. The mm. thing with confidence is that you don't become more confident by talking about confidence. You become more confident by learning technical skills and yeah. by making more money and by learning to invest it. So as of now, we are also like dropping that, you know, not, not fully dropping it. We still have it, but like, you know, it's not any, anymore like the, one of the major areas that we focus on. Mm. So mm. we have, so then we discovered that our members were really interested in crypto, you know, mm. because they could see, and what I like about crypto, which is really interesting to me is that, I believe crypto is the money of people, you know, like they see mm. for the first time that there is this new technology, new uh, approach to money that uh, puts their um, puts the uh, possibilities in their own hand, you know, puts, mm. gives them the authority. So there, so, so far, this has been really interesting because, I think if for us to solve the problem of getting more women into technology, and we can talk about why that is important, but mm -hmm. for us to, to solve that problem, we need to make women financially empowered. And, yeah. and if we get them financially empowered, they become more confident, they will be in a better place to think about what to do with their, you know, mm -hmm. uh, relationship with their, you know, with their life and with their health so so now i'm now focusing on bringing more women into web3 uh you know teaching them and not just women also we are expanding you know we, we want to have female leaders uh more female leaders and female voices because we saw that as we were bringing these women in uh you know uh, to put them on on uh on the stage and get them to speak to our members we were putting them in a position where they were only being seen as leaders by other women. So we, what we want them to be seen as uh, leaders by everybody, not just by women. Yeah, yeah right? of course. So that's why we are now expanding. Mm. And uh, also I see that, you know, I think that I'm going to focus more on getting women financially empowered and mm. teaching them, uh, technical skills that is including yeah. you know entrepreneurship and and uh, career development all that stuff so yeah. I, that's but I think it. that's yeah I think that's absolutely the right kind of approach because as you said the other soft approaches many of them have been made already there's so yes. much out there so you really need to kind of tap into 
you know, this, this drive, this ambition, this, like, this just uh, wanting to learn, wanting to educate, wanting to evolve and grow and support that in women. I think that's definitely spot on the right approach. And that's also why I'm so, you know, so in support of, of you and what you're doing. And, uh, and something just hit me as well when you were talking earlier about the health, woman health thing, because that's something that is so it's so crucial. It's so determining yeah. for our everyday life. Uh, and it's something that it's so like, it's really not spoken about in a like relaxed way. It's, it's a little bit like, at least I'm, I'm talking for Sweden. I'm not, you know, I can't really say for other countries, but it's like in Sweden, if one would say at work, like, oh no, but I'm, I'm feeling under weather today because I have such a severe cramps you know, all the men would like, oh, they would feel so super uncomfortable. And they will be like, yeah. oh, why are you even saying that? Hush, hush. And it's like this taboo thing. And, you know, you have this sanitary commercial with the blue liquid because God forbid that it looked like blood. It's like, it's absolutely crazy. And there are so many things that we actually could do. We don't have to be feeling like this. We don't have to have that kind of cramps, that kind of headaches, that kind of mood swings. There are very natural, easy way to contradict that. Mm. Uh, so, so I find that really, yeah, yeah, super interesting as well. We tried, you know, we tried to have sessions about those things, but yeah. it was interesting. Like, they were not super popular and I would have yeah. thought they would be. So yeah, what I yeah, think, yeah. I think what I think is uh, the solution is to have more women succeed in business and yeah. in technology. I think you're absolutely right. right? Yeah. So that you're they can on. go and you're create. Yeah. yeah. So they empowering can empowering them. Yeah. Mm. And because the, if, if we have more women, let, like in our company, you know, we are majority female, you mm. know, and I'm like, I just tell people, um like you know i'm uh, i'm about to get my period and i'm like just mm. have a headache and i'm exactly. not feeling well right yes. and what they yes. do they just they they feel they feel in for me everybody is like mm. they know and, and we are the same we are all the same with everybody mm. it's like you know are you okay oh yeah just get my mm. period or you know just, mm. i've got my period and and that's okay take it easy go home exactly. earlier you know yeah. you know just like don't come into the office like they yeah. we have this understanding because we mm. are majority female right mm. and and i think if we have more companies that the the people on top the people who mm. created the company are mm. women they have mm. that understanding and they know it will trickle about, down right? yeah. yeah definitely definitely and no, same thing with investment mm. right like if you have more women sitting in that boardroom where they're yes. making the decision to whether to invest in something or not you know mm. you know like imagine somebody trying to pitch a product related mm. to you know yes female hygiene female yeah, yeah exactly like it must be an uncomfortable yeah. position yeah. to have to like go into a room of yeah. full of men and talk about With the suits you know, yeah yeah menopause because everybody will be like Hmm. Uh, just like <laughs> yeah. yeah you know oh, yeah and we really need to kind of take out the taboo and and like take out the drama of this because it's extremely natural it's it's like it's it's no big deal honestly uh, and another thing i might be oversharing now 
Disclaimer, I might everything goes on, on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, but I was also thinking about what you said about family, because one thing that I think I mentioned to you when we spoke privately, but I had about 10 years ago, I, I had a, a consequence of a, a vaccine I took back then for the swine flu, which uh, resulted in a uh, yeah, autoimmune uh, neurological disease, which wow. took five years to diagnose and then took me five years to learn how to live with it. So for me, having children was pretty much not, not on the table for a very long time. And I have been with the same partner for 22 years now. So it's, uh, I have a very long-term partner and I can talk, talk to you about how you survive that in another <laughs> episode. Uh, but, but I then, after I started my own company, and that was also, you know, in, in the back of me, really learning how to, to take this extremely, like, kind of, you know, bad thing and pressure and, and being able to turn it into superpower, because mm -hmm. I knew, I, I'm like, I never take sick days, because I know no matter how bad I'm feeling, I will survive it, I will get through it. So I never call in sick, and I can always perform no matter like when how like no sleep or whatever so first year in in, in starting uh no quo foods that my, my company was called back then first time in my life i think i was 30 38 something like that so you know not not the spring chicken first time in my life i felt the biological clock and it was going boom boom it was like what, that you wanted a kid that i wanted a kid first time in my life and most likely because I had this disease or this condition that I learned to overcome and then like 38 years old started a company like six months ago and then it shows up and I was like what am I gonna do with this <laughs> uh, and and I was talking to my husband and I, I kind of ended up in a situation where I had to choose like am I gonna run this company and, and start this company and, and you know go for that or am I going to take a step away and, and go for being a mom? And obviously now here I'm sitting like almost three years later, I, I did choose the company. And, and that is like, I don't think many people will be able to fully understand, you know, that it was not an easy choice. I'm not going to pretend that it was. It was definitely a, like six cruciating months where we're going back and forth and pros and cons and like, what am I even doing? Uh, but even to this day, no matter what happens to this company, I feel like, yeah, I did the choice I, I needed to make. And that's very, you know, yeah, that's the situation I was in. So just, just tying back to what you say about family and you're stepping out from the career cycle and then coming back in a completely different place and have to try to play catch up maybe for the rest of your life and it's so unfair that it's always the females that have to carry this burden. It's yeah. not the males, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's so, right. I mean, I, I had a similar situation, not not that I didn't want kids, I never wanted kids. So my, my biological clock somehow just didn't go. <laughs> like, yeah. it just didn't, you know, and now I have two kittens, and they're so much hard work. And, I'm, yes. you know, like, I can see why I don't have kids, you know, and some, <laughs> sometimes I'm just really focusing and, and uh, like, Rumi comes in and, and taps on my shoulder. So he sits there and then taps on my shoulder. There you go, he's here. <laughs> and it's so funny when he taps oh. on my shoulder um, and uh, during the sessions sometimes. And then, mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes when I'm really focusing, I just turn to him, I'm like, what? And then I'm like, <laughs> 
think, oh, poor thing just wants to play with me. I'm like, yeah, exactly. imagine if this was a kid, I would be yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, so um, so I, I just, I never wanted kids. Um, and uh, you do get judged for that. You know, like sometimes people are like, you know, uh, why you yeah. don't want yeah what's wrong with you no. you're you're not I just don't want it. like I don't email, know my biological right? yeah. clock just didn't yeah. go off <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know and that's also perfectly fine and it's perfectly fine that mine went off you know way too late and in a situation there you know there was also a lot of risk and complication and honestly due to the situation I'm in on health-wise the doctors it's not like it was like a safe bet in any ways it could be like it could end up fairly very poorly as well and my husband really didn't want to take that bet at all so you know but people people always tend to judge and even my family how many years haven't i heard like oh so when are you we're never gonna hear the tapping of the small feet and <laughs> like and, and people just don't get it and and then yeah. after you have passed a certain age then people starting to be like oh i don't dare to ask <laughs> because yeah. they don't know they don't know the situation but it's really funny and, and it's it's also very interesting how as we said the females and the males are are being subjected to completely different approaches and and treatments in this uh, these circumstances oh yeah like sometimes you know when i was dating people would say uh, things like you know about i want kids and like and i would sometimes say yeah i would have it if you would have the kid <laughs> you know like exactly <laughs> If you do exactly. if you take care of it because like, somebody, somebody said on one date somebody said oh, yeah. oh but you can't make a unilateral decision by yourself i said i can because it's my body <laughs> you're not gonna True. tell me what's gonna happen yeah. here no. i'm totally happy to have a child with you if you are the one bearing the exactly. child exactly <laughs> then it's fine we can talk about it <laughs> yes yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Okay, so tell me a little bit about your decision to go into, you know, food tech. So were you always a food um, entrepreneur or, you know, like, um, yeah, t- tell me a little bit about that. And and then your entire business is around cheese, right? Like you're currently you're creating yes. cheese. Okay, yeah. right. So this is quite interesting. So does the chill- cheese, so you're making vegan cheese right yes yes absolutely does so it it's melt? completely plant-based completely it, plant-based does it melt does it, have it melts it spreads it shreds it fries so we have different products it crumbles so there's I'm there's so a, curious okay yes yeah <laughs> uh but i'll i'll take you to the beginning i'll take yeah, you to the beginning. yeah, yeah, yeah. So i i come from again uh, from sweden but from a family that most likely must have some Italian genes because there's like always been these explosive dinners, passion for food, where the one that speaks the loudest is also the one that gets the attention. So everyone just screaming at each other. And this is very non-typical Swedish. So, yeah. so that was my upbringing. That was my upbringing, totally. And my father was in the food industry. And from an early age, he would like take me along and he would have me sampling different like you develop uh, ketchup and chips and uh, foods, you know, in, in all different areas. And he would have me sampling and trying it out and like be his little guinea pig because I was super invested in this. And then I can also add on top of that, I'm, I'm a huge nerd. I'm a huge nerd. I love, yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. I love learning things. I've been reading like digesting books since since I learned how to read when I was like I don't know 
six or something like that. And, and just like gathering information and being able to put that together and, and create my own puzzle and then build something with it and be able to share it with others. That is like one of the biggest driving force for me in, in my life. It's, it's that and it's being able to do something that could actually have a positive impact on, on someone else's life. Those are my, my two biggest driving forces. So, so I have this with me. I'm studying at the university, biotechnology, food science. I'm working at companies. Work, I have worked in the dairy industry. So I have also been, you know, I've seen the full cycle of, of what's going on, what it takes to create one kilograms of cheese. I, I know every little detail behind it. I worked at Tetra Pak. I worked with flavorings. I, and I was also very much engaged at the university, love teaching. And then in 2017, I did a, there's, you can apply for innovation checks. So I applied for that and I got a hundred Swedish, that's like 10,000 euros perhaps. And that was just, just a small addition, but it made me able to focus my research on insects and plant proteins. So this is the end of 2017, beginning of 2018. And during this very short church assignment, and I was at an analytical lab, so I couldn't even try, I couldn't eat the things I was developing because I couldn't risk, you know, getting some toxic chemicals in me. So I could evaluate them and analyze them, but not, not really eat them. And I figured out, I invented a way to work with plant proteins very, very quickly. I, I put the insect protein like on the side and focus on plant protein. And I invented a way of how I could functionalize the proteins and use them as building block and build new stuff. Mm -hmm. So then giving my background in, in dairy processing and technology in the dairy industry, I, I was like, okay, but what does, what does the milk look like? How does those proteins molecule behave? And what can I, how can I use this plant-based proteins and make them behave in a similar way? So this was the foundation. And when, when after these money ran out, I was like, what am I going to do with this? I have thousands more ideas I have not been able to to evaluate to try and taste my stuff like what am I going to do so I start talking to different companies and like up to this point I always been extremely ambitious and and like dedicated in whatever I've been working with but I never really I never realized I was an entrepreneur that that thought never hit me not even once but now I was like I have to you know when you feel something is is right to the core of your bones I I know you know what I'm talking about yeah but you, you can't just let it go even when people like what are you doing why are you pursuing this like what are you who do you think you are it's like I couldn't let it go I stood I remember I stood all on my own in this mass in in the south of Sweden where they were showing different analytical equipment and I was talking about this cheese company that I was going to have in the future that was like nowhere in sight. Uh, but I had this very strong, firm belief that this was going to lead to something. It had to lead to something. So I spoke to different companies trying to see, again, also thinking I was kind of like, I don't know, license my technology or like being incorporated into something bigger, not thinking I would leading it. And then I read an article about my co-founder, Suresh, who comes from the tech industry, uh, not food tech, but tech tech industry and had identified like he, that he really wanted to find someone with a technical competence. I think he was looking for two years to try to find someone with the right technical competence and right personality to, to start a company together. 
So, so I read this article, someone sent it to me on LinkedIn, uh, and I read this article about him, like, and, and the headline was protein visionary wanted. And I was like, Oh, that's me. <laughs> I'm the one you want. <laughs> so we were the first time we spoke is him and I on the phone, we spoke for over an hour. Uh, and he very soon identify like, okay, it's you and me, Anya, we're going to do this. Well, I was a little bit more hesitant because I was also, you know, Stockholm and me okay. in Malmö. So that, that's like, it's a seven hour uh, drive, car drive uh, in between. So I was like, yeah, but there are other opportunities and there's these companies that I could like collaborate with and I could do this and I could that. And I was very like going a bit back and forth. But in the end, I decided to kind of go with him, burning a lot of bridges, may I add, back in Skåne, <laughs> where I come from, like burning a lot of bridges. But that, that was the bet I was placing. So, so I took all my chip, you know, put them on the table and and like got my ass up to Stockholm. I me or my husband for two and a half years been commuting between Stockholm and Malmo before he found a job and moved up here as well. So that was my first, you know, two years of this company was just going back and forth every week between Stockholm and Malmo. And uh, yeah, so so we we started and we finally I was able to to go into a lab and, and taste and try my cheese, you know, mm. and uh, and the, the technology worked, and I was uh, I, I did something that you can fry, and I did something that kind of melted but not melted good enough. That was still very much you know new back then. I did something that let's crumble. I so. I was like really evaluating it and we grew the company from like we, we had a seed round by the end of 2000. So we founded the company beginning 2019. By the end, we had a seed round raised 3.4 million euros, which was a lot given we were like three people and had no products and nothing to show <laughs> for ourselves. So that was like yeah, that was amazing. quite spectacular and then the, the the following year 2020 we grew from three to 13 people launched our first product applied for our first patent and uh, you know we also had our series a round uh, that we closed uh, that we started and we closed that one last year uh, and then was we closed that at 16.6 or 7 million euros nice Amazing. So that means you, that we can. You've raised twenty million dollars uh, uh, euros so far for cheese. <laughs> yes, <laughs> isn't that crazy? <laughs> I mean, I love cheese, but even for me, that's a lot. That's of a money. lot of money a in cheese. Money. <laughs> I need definitely. to taste this cheese. <laughs> yes, I, yeah, 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 totally. I'll hook you up. I'll hook you up. Yeah, yeah. I want. I really want to try it. Okay, so this is fascinating stuff. So why, what's wrong with normal cheese that we have to spend so much money? <laughs> well, actually, that depends on how you see it. And yes. and me, I know I know what kind of company I'm 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 driving and building here. But I'm also I'm not the one who will ever stand and and point and and like put blame on people for for how they live or what they eat. Are you vegan? I, I'm not. I'm a flexitarian. Mm. I uh, I took a hunting license actually when we got this dog, which was kind of my personal journey towards eating, uh, yeah, very very tiny amount of animal uh, products because I felt like if I can't really take full responsibility for hunting down the meat and you know <laughs> doing it 
from from the beginning i'm just eating something that's very conveniently packaged and i never have to see any of the gross stuff then i don't felt like i could eat meat with a good conscience so so i took a hunting license unfortunately my dog had an, an injury and i never really could go hunting with him uh, so that was that was not the point but that was the start of my journey to eat more to be more conscious of what i eat so i very rarely buy animal product i do buy cheese if i don't have you know enough of our cheese at home so cheese is the one thing that i do buy but i think and also if we're gonna talk like diets it's so i i kind of hate that word diets because one thing is for sure is like two people you will not find two people that have identical microbiota you will not find two people that have identical identical metabolic system yes. so hence like what I eat works perfect for me. I'm feeling great. You can eat the, the same thing and, and it doesn't work. work for you. Yeah, totally. Exactly. So like, this with diets is just bull. <clears throat> definitely. No, I agree. I tried to become a vegan um, yeah. when I was uh, a student in Scotland. Mm. Definitely not a good place to be a vegan. This was a very long time ago, right? This was like 2006. Oh, yeah. uh, and I was invited to America by the U.S. State Department at the time uh, for three weeks. They paid for my trip, everything, you know, and I was like, went there, uh, went to the Chicago Tribune, you know, we went, spoke with the wow. senators and stuff. Mm. And that, because I was studying political philosophy and yeah, it was interesting. And they were, in, and because I came from Iran, they were interested to talk to us. This was when U.S. was uh, considering uh, you know going to war with Iran and we were trying mm. to tell them please don't do it because look it doesn't yeah. work look you yeah. go, went to Iraq and it didn't work you know don't just don't do it yeah um, yeah so I was vegan during that trip mm. and it was like mm. it was such a bad time you know like, like <laughs> and I, I, oh, oh my god I felt terrible um yeah. I felt so ill you know I yeah. was I, it was it was I was so um it really didn't work for me, you know, like mm. I need mm. meat. I yeah, need and- it. Like, my body needs it. Like, you know, mm. like a few days, like, uh, let's say three or four days before my period, it starts mm. uh, that I, I only yes. want red yes. meat. Yeah. Right? Like, like, <laughs> yeah. literally, like my body is screaming, steak, yeah. please yeah. give me steak. <laughs> you know, a lot of steak. Blood. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, and, and the steak has to be like, you know, quite bloody and mm. I need to see. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like, like, I like hear you. at five o'clock in the morning, I wake up, like say yeah. a couple of days before. So five o'clock in the morning, I wake up really hungry and all what I want is steak, fish and egg. You know, mm. like then you know, I, I have mm. a massive breakfast at five a.m. and then I go back to sleep. You know, and this only yeah. happens like at a certain time every month, yeah. like literally like a clock. <laughs> so my body is telling me something. Yes, you know? exactly, like, exactly. And and this is what I don't, yeah. I don't know. How, yeah, like, and and the society will often try to tell us, oh, you shouldn't eat carbs or you shouldn't eat sugars, and and I I kind of promote that to a certain extent, uh, but. Still, you always need to listen to your own body because yeah. if you are in tune with your yourself, you will know when you're eating something that you're feeling good with. Yeah, right? It's it's like and and this health health claims related to food. So so let's let's talk about cheese. Mm-hmm. So there are studies uh, saying that you know we know that high cholesterol is is not a good thing. 
we know that 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 one we can't really you know look away from but directly how it's being linked there you have different studies that will tell you different things so you have studies that will tell you that eating a lot of um, meat and eggs and, and cheese and stuff like that will give you will impact your cardiovascular diseases or cardiovascular health and then we we can also find studies that will show us completely the opposite so it's such a complex area that I think it's super dangerous just to isolate different things and, and think that that's the full truth. Yeah. You have to look at the bigger perspective. Mm. So when it comes to, to cheese, I'm actually never, ever going to be saying, oh, but vegan cheese is much healthier because it also depends what's done in the, in the plant-based cheese. If it's modified starch and coconut oil, not that healthy darling it really isn't you know then it's it might be better for you for your body if you eat a regular sheet however the thing that i cannot ever look away from is of course how animals are being treated witness it firsthand it's absolutely awful doesn't go for every farm not every not every man and not every farm but yes. definitely most part and and that is uh, that is a vicious 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 thing to witness that I cannot dis disregard from. And I cannot disregard the fact that it takes a lot of resources, uh, environmental resources to produce cheese. So for example, one kilogram of hard cheese requires 10 liters of milk. Mm -hmm. And the cow itself, it's it, like the, the energy conversion, you have 80% going off in, in uh, like energy emissions. So it's only like 20% that's actually being converted into some kind of substance. So it really is a very expensive yeah. when it comes to, to the climate and environmental impact. It's a very expensive product. If you're going to look at, because people are often very aware that meat has uh, like an, an environmental cost, but the only meat that's worse than cheese is beef. If you look at poultry, if you look at pork, if you look at any other meat, cheese is actually have a higher cost, have a higher impact, have more greenhouse emission than any of those meats have. And, and that, no matter how you look at health and, and so forth, that's things that you can't really disregard. Yeah, definitely, I agree. I My answer to that is a few things. One is, sorry, the world is just overpopulated. Fewer people need to have kids, you know? Like, True. You know, <laughs> let's just like, let's yeah. just slow down yeah, yeah. the baby yeah. making. Yeah. That's yeah. the <laughs> Yeah, I say that. I say that two yeah. of my best friends have just one of them is pregnant and one of them had a baby, and I'm yeah. so happy. I can't wait to play with them. But I'm like, yeah. you know, like, yeah, they're no, doing. I it. hear you. Like, I, I hear you. To do it. Yeah. So one yeah. thing is like, you know what? Um, let's just have fewer babies. Mm. The second thing is let's just eat less. Like, exactly. you know, exactly. like I think that one of the best things that you can do for your body is just eat less. Like yes. I, I, uh, um you know fast um you know mm. when i'm not hungry for meat at five yeah. <laughs> but that's only like literally two days a month you know but yeah. um yeah. but like most days uh, i fast until about two or three p.m i mm. find you know like when you tune into your body especially you know when you meditate when you like eat mm. less mm. you have a better connection with your body so when you yeah totally when, when, you know, I, I can, I, I know the things that are not good for me. Like for example, too much carbohydrates um, really slow me down, yeah. really slow yeah. me down. Like yeah. whenever I eat a low carb diet, um, my brain functions better. 
you know mm-hmm. my hormones mm-hmm. seem to function better so yeah more energy i'm not saying yeah. no carb it's not keto but it's just like a little bit you know low like, carb yeah yeah mm-hmm. more on the low carb side mm-hmm. and then uh, just generally eating less and i keep uh you know i go through phases like a very long time where I have no chocolate, no sweets at home, mm. you know, that's and, crazy. and that's really helpful, you know, and then sometimes I fall off the, you know, somebody comes around and they bring in chocolate and then I'm like, Oh, this is so nice. And then like, mm. I go through a phase of like, suddenly for a week, I have chocolate in the house yeah. and I'm like, all right, no, we are not buying any more chocolate. You know, so, because, <laughs> because I know that not eating sugar is mm. incredibly good for my body. Like, yeah. Really yeah. Same. Like the lower yeah. sugar, the low sugar diet mm. is the best for like, mm. brain function my brain yeah. just functions so well i sleep yeah. better my skin is clear you know all mm. of those things so mm. I, I think it's all about tuning in so if everybody eats a bit less if we mm. uh, don't make so many babies and <laughs> you know uh, like uh, and we don't need to produce we are overproducing certain food yeah you know, we're and wasting it yeah wasting so much food mm. so like just yes. let's have less stuff in the, mm. in the uh you know in that supermarket and just yeah. focus on uh, on producing things in a very uh as ethically as possible mm. you know and i do believe that as humans we are uh car uh, not carnivores you know like om- omnivorous right omnivorous yeah. Omnivorous, yeah. yeah so um so like I think that also there maybe are people that are genetically less um you know they just gen- need less meat mm. so mm. you know that's totally fine for them yeah yeah great eating, for them you know? yeah, yeah absolutely. many people say that they they feel amazing eating a lot of carbs great for them it's mm. you know so it's just if we all tune into our bodies and uh, eat less produce mm. less yeah and, you know so it's not about not having meat it's mm. about producing, producing less of it yeah. right producing less yeah, of it yeah. and, and, yeah. and doing it in an organic way in a you know mm. in a um you know uh, more I sustainable remember, way yeah i remember i were i was i once i once watched a, a documentary which was fascinating a very very long time ago i haven't watched any uh any tv series for two and a half years so i, I keep wow like no no netflix <laughs> no netflix no uh you know tv series nothing you don't have time for that i don't have time for it yes but um uh, but a long time ago i watched a uh, net, um, i don't know if it was netflix it may, may have been actually bbc or something it was like a, a documentary about food uh, around the world and there was this gentleman who was a Chinese chef mm. and he was traveling around the world uh, or maybe around China. Uh, but there was, there's one place where one, one scene, I never forget it. He go he steps into the river, a shallow river, and he picks some kind of looks like an insect or something, you know, mm. and he looks at it and he, he says, you know, like this incredible food, you know, like he kisses the food and he's and like the, the thing, you know, and then he eats it. And I'm like, and he says, like, I'm yeah. grateful for, yeah. know, for this to yeah. like to uh, yeah. replenish my body. This is the life cycle. And I totally agree with that. Like, I, mm. I remember, you know, when I was growing up in Iran, my uh, uh, every summer we used to go to the north of Iran where my uncles lived and, and they had farms and they had, you know, like pet chicken, you know, they had like chickens and like my, uh, uh, you know, my uncle 
you know, he would pick up this chicken and he would kiss it. And then, you know, it was on my plate like two yeah. uh, hours later. And we yeah. learned to kind of like, you know, it was a, like this chicken. Appreciation. Had, had, appreciate. Yeah. And had a great life up until mm. then. And mm. then it was now replenishing our bodies, you know, and it was mm. like a, it's a life cycle. Right. So mm. like, like we die and we go into ground yeah. and then, you know, that, uh, kind of you know feeds uh, the the in the plants and the yeah you know, that the, the new chickens will eat someday they will eat the corn that came out of that you know <laughs> yeah exactly right so uh so yeah. that's my view I'm sure that a lot of people yeah. would find that gross I I look each of their own no, but I I can appreciate I, that you know, I can appreciate I that yeah and and I think what you're also tapping into here is that accessibility over accessibility um, uh, and and also having things come to you too easily uh, mm -hmm. that is really dangerous that is to root to to diseases that is to root to procrastination that is to root to you know a generation in front of the computer screen i think one of the biggest key to my success is that even though like I, i'm not complaining about my life but i've been through hardships <laughs> Mm -hmm. So like it's nothing has come easy to me. I have fought for, for finishing my education because I got sick, you know, uh, during my education. I have fought for, you know, staying healthy and staying alive. And, and there were, there were like, now it's very difficult to see. But if you would reverse me about 10 years ago, I was so poorly that I, some days I would have to choose if I'm going to wash my hair or walk my dog because I couldn't do both. Mm -hmm. Like it's, it's an extreme situation, but I'm so grateful and I'm so thankful that I have that and not everyone hopefully needs to go through that kind of ordeal. But I really think that having, having to fight for what you want to achieve, having to, to, you know, have that accomplishment again, building confidence, going back to what we talked about earlier about increasing the confidence in females by, you know, teaching skills and, and letting them do things and accomplish things. That, that is really the key to any success. And it could be on a, you know, on, on a, a very, very easy, accessible in your working place, but it could also be, you know, achieving and, and succeeding and evolving yourself on a spiritual level, whatever success is for you. It is like when you have, you're facing resistance and you're overcoming it, you're learning something that you didn't know before, you're doing something you haven't done before, you, you have a failure, you have a setback, but you don't let it defeat you, you get back up and you do something and, and you, you learn from it and you move on and you move on. That's how, like, that, that really is the only way forward and I'm so grateful and, and blessed that I have been you know I've <laughs> been going through the stuff I've been going through in my life because I would never be here otherwise yeah no I I agree with you I think this is a this is probably a good place to I would have loved to uh talk to you for much longer but um we have a session today and I think this yes. is a place to uh, because I bring it uh, to an end because I think that um you know one one of the you know when I was growing up I had so much pain so I had a very difficult childhood and I yeah. used to think that nobody deserves to go through this much pain and I wanted to make life better for everybody else so so that they would never go through you know the things that I I went through um but now when I look at you know the people around me and mm -hmm. sometimes I think like uh, maybe sometimes people have too little adversity yeah 
you know, exactly, especially in the, exactly. in the Western world, you know, like yeah, and, definitely. And little adversity also is not a good thing, you know, like yeah. it's just, you need a little bit of everything uh, to mm. you know, <laughs> like to, I, th- I think it should not be to a point that like, you know, so life should be so hard that you are under so much stress that you could snap, um, mm. you know, uh, because <laughs> I, I was at that point many, many times. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's not good and i don't wish that on anybody no um, agreed but at the other on the other hand if you don't get challenged at all mm-hmm. uh, so i think the best way you know and what i wish for humanity is the best thing for us to happen is that we would be in a position that we can choose how much to challenge ourselves rather than mm-hmm. you know uh, have yeah, I like that things uh, add mm-hmm. up so if you can mm-hmm. If you develop the level of awareness and yet be, uh, you know, be comfortable enough that you are not in a state of anxiety and, but, but you push yourself and, and then that's kind of like when you push yourself to build a business, you know, when you push Mm. yourself to, Mm. you know, uh, excel at sports Mm. or, you know, um, you pick any challenge, you know, learn an instrument, you know, Exactly. And you have to overcome the fear of failure. You have to stop seeing it as a failure. You have to like be okay with losing sometimes, with not always winning, with not always succeeding. Because then when you kind of reduce that fear, that's also when you, you step out of your comfort zone, where that's where the magic happens. That's where you have the guts to take the big leaps yeah. and, and ha- find that faith in yourself. So yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. Amazing. So we've we've covered everything from cheese to fundraising <laughs> to confidence. <laughs> yeah. Um, when are you coming to London? We should get together. I really would love to. Uh, totally, totally, definitely. Yeah. Let's let's make that happen sooner rather than later. I would love to to sit down with you. I yeah, I, we should. I, every time I have the the honor to to interact with you in any shape and form, I I always walk away enlightened and and a better person. So thank you. Oh my God! No, no, thank you, thank you. You're you're too kind. I appreciate it. And yeah, I look forward to seeing you in London and hopefully, uh, you know, maybe I come to Sweden or something. <laughs> yes, you're welcome. I, I will really treat you to all the cheeses you want. I know, I know. I can't wait for that. <laughs> awesome. I'm gonna okay, press, uh, take care. I hope you enjoyed this conversation with Anya Lesner. I, for one, look forward to when her cheese products hit the market in the UK. If you're enjoying this podcast, please consider subscribing to it on Apple, Spotify, or any other one of your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to give it a five-star rating and write a review. The full interviews are also available on my YouTube channel, The Somi Ariane Show.